Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. Of course, Monday the 4th of September. It is finals week. It is the best time of the year. Welcome. I'm Sam Inhedit, of course, joined by Jerry and Jason, uh, Liam Cole and Jason Evans. Uh, happy September. Happy September, Good to Sam. Good here. September is fun. It's... <laughs> It's a weird one today. We had such a, a nice weekend, blue skies back to back, and it was a bit miserable today, but I think it's just teasing us for what's to come this month because it's going to be an exciting month ahead. So footy finals, our big, massive AFL finals preview today. We'll preview the first game, the Thursday night fixture between Collingwood and Melbourne, the first qualifying final. Uh, we'll talk about the AFLW uh, round one, the massive launch of that. We'll go through that um, and then the latest news in the world of sport. And uh, we'll start off with that and uh, we'll go straight to the news and we'll announce what's been announced today with finals week. Uh, and is that KISS will be performing at the AFL Grand Final, the pre-game show. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famers have released 44 albums and sold more than 100 million albums worldwide. Uh, KISS is currently to- touring as part of the global end of the road tour. So... This is, seems like their last kind of hurrah as well, um, performing. And uh, they were here last year. They've had a few um, AFL appearances before. They've never played. I think they played on the footy show mm. in 2015, the past. that one was. Yep. Yes, grand final footy show. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, didn't they have about two Australian retirement tours or something? Or was it just yeah, well, the one? Yeah, you can never do just one, I think. <laughs> Seemingly, <laughs> yeah. We saw Felton John earlier this year. Yes. Hey, yeah. iconic look, but ooh, it, it, it'll be an interesting performance, to say <laughs> the least. That's I the think politest thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be fun singing along to some of their classics, but yep. at the same time, again, timeless look. Timeless look, but yeah, I, guess I don't know, I don't know what you're going to get in terms of performance. <laughs> That's what I'm a bit worried about. Oh, uh, well, I, th- I think they're well endured. They've done it for so many years, so they... Surely won't hit a, a bong note. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's also just the Gene and Paul show now. There's no Ace, no, yeah, oh, no drumming. Okay. It's not music exactly drama. music drum. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> All right, you got to keep in mind it's not the actual yeah. lineup. <laughs> Very it's good, Kiss Jerry. Half. Very good, Jerry. Um, so yes, they'll be performing pre-game, and I'm not sure if there'll be some halftime artist announced later on yet. It's just Kiss announced uh, so far. Um, and then Gene Simmons, uh, I think, is apparently a Carlton fan. He we discovered Carlton last for year. A day. Last year he came, what? I think he bought Carlton for a day or something like that. Yeah, well, How much was it? I, I'm not, I can't exactly <laughs> remember. He came down to one of the games and delivered the match ball, so yeah. it might be fitting if uh, he was performing in front of the Blues on the biggest day, but just, we don't know. Just so I cite my sources, by the way, he did a Wikipedia fact or fiction for Loudwire, oh. Gene Simmons, and it was brought up to him. So you purchased the AFL side Carlton Football Club for a day, and he said, that is true, and, he, and I can't exactly remember the method, but do check out that video as to how. Okay, there you go. Um... Josh Kennedy from Sydney, the 2012 Premiership side. Uh, he will be the Premiership Cup ambassador as the uh, Premiership Cup tour begins and travels all around the country. It's including it's coming to Wyndham. It's coming close to me, oh, <laughs> which is very exciting. Of that, you so. know when you said Wyndham, I thought you meant that rural town in Western Australia, like the Kimberley area, but there you go. I, I was mistaken there. I'm sure it does go regionally. They do very well with the, the Premiership Cup, so it's he's going to have to look after it. Hopefully no 
No, no dropping it on the low. Secure hands in the gloves. Uh, Chris Judd will present the Norm Smith, which is very exciting. Obviously, a previous recipient of the Norm Smith, and uh, well, he's done a lot. Chris Judd, a couple of Brownlows, um, and been there on the biggest day. Mm. So, uh, I think that's good. Therefore, I noticed they've skipped over the 03, 04, and 05. Uh, Chris Judd, he was the 05 North Smith medalist, correct? Or was that Andrew Embley? 06, was it? 06. Yeah, yeah. So they've skipped 03, 04, and 05 North Smith medalists in terms of the order. Because I, I believe. Yeah. I think it's random. I don't know if it's in order. Oh, I, is that I, right? I don't think they pick by order. Yeah. No, it's just random. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I stand corrected. It was Nathan Buckley, 02. Yeah, yeah, who who yeah. presented 2021? I feel like I that was remember. Sean Hart or something like that. Well, Gary Lyon presented the cup, I'm pretty yes. sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. All right, well, anyway, I think I've gone does, down So does that mean head. Josh Kennedy will present the cup if he's the Premiership Cup ambassador? He delivers the cup to the ground uh, when, uh, okay. in the Where pre-game the oh, ceremony. Okay. Oh, Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bomber-Thompson will present the Jock McHale w- winner for the Premiership winning coach, which is good. Uh, obviously winning the 07 and 09 flags yes. himself. Um, so that's very interesting. So finals weeks is here. I, I think uh, I'm glad the bye week's done because it was just really long, dragging out. It, I almost felt going up a slope. I was so excited to start, kind of lulled out. But now now that it's actually here, um, it's a very exciting week. Um, also in footy news, the VFL finals uh, kicked off on the weekend. And um, we'll go through the results quickly. Uh, and so it was, uh, the first game was, wow, that's smashing. Footscray defeated uh, the Casey Demons 148 to 69, 22 goals uh, for Footscray. Massive start nice. to them. Uh, Werribee uh, defeated the Box Hill Hawks 11 14 80 to 8 12 60. So they go through a home prelim final. Um, the Williamstown Seagulls defeated uh, Collingwood 12-10-82 to 3-9-27. Absolute walloping. Um, and the Gold Coast Suns defeated their bitter rivals, the Brisbane Lions, 19-13-127-12-12-84. So, Isn't that what the VFL's all about? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, yes, it is ironic uh... that the teams, Collingwood and Melbourne, obviously they're getting their players ready for the yes. bigger games. But it is exciting to see those standalone clubs, Williamstown and Werribee. I think I'm pretty sure Williamstown is a standalone. Mm. Um, uh, going that far, which is very exciting. So the semi-finals for this weekend: uh, Box Hill versus Footscray, 11:30 at Box Hill City Oval. Brisbane will play Williamstown at Brighton Homes Arena. Um, so. That's exciting. And then, obviously, uh, Werribee and Footscray are in a home prelim waiting for them next week, uh, which is very exciting. Um, uh, We've got some AFL re-signings, Liam. Yes, so Melbourne Demons defender Jake Lever has signed a four-year extension with the club, committing himself at the club until the end of the 2028 season. So he's been a great defender for the past, what, five years that he's been at the club. Did an ACL in 2019, but was a rock down back this year and in the premiership winning season. So that's a great signing for them. And also we go to the power. So Mitch Georgie Artis and Charlie Dixon, the two big forwards, have 
re-sign at the club. Charlie Dixon, one-year extension, and Mitch Georgiades with a four-year extension at the club, which is pretty good because WA boy, West Coast were circling as well as some other Victorian clubs. So well done to them. All right. Awesome. Jerry, have you got some news for us? Yeah, we'll head straight to the FIBA World Cup. So Australia officially knocked out of a tournament after losing to Slovenia, as we said, on Friday night. Um, <laughs> so we lost 91 to 80, which is very disappointing because um, Luka Doncic actually didn't play that great, um, in my opinion, because he only mm. had 19 points. We kept him to a tight score. He played 28 minutes, so pretty much a full game. And once again, Paddy Mills and Giddy were carrying the team. Giddy had 25, 8 assists, rebounds. Mills, 17, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. And the rest of the team... Um, only chipped in with eight free and free. So that's disappointing for starters. Um, and that's what cost us a game. So, yeah, oh, just we should have medalled, I reckon. We had a very strong side besides Landau with the injury. And it's just sad to see us bomb out so early in the tournament, not even quarterfinals. Yeah, no, very, very disappointing. And um, it was weird as we discovered too how the whole system works because I think it is very weird, the, the weird, staggered... Mm individual groups. So we played, uh, I think our last game was against George. Georgia, Georgia yeah. That, um, uh, we, we finished well, but uh, obviously it wasn't enough. It was straight out. Too late, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really disappointing for our basketball world because that's meant to be one of our major strengths in the sporting world. Mm. Um, very, very disappointing. So uh, as we look through, who who is the standouts now that goes through to the next stage? Because are, are we at the round of 16 stage yet? Uh, well, we have a few teams who are. Oh, sorry, we have their quarterfinals already announced, so oh, we might quickly great. go through that. Yep. So the games will be played. Uh, two games tomorrow. So, Lithuania v Serbia, six forty-five p.m. And then Italy v US, uh, ten forty tomorrow as well. And then on Wednesday, six forty-five p.m. We got Germany v Latvia, and then Canada v Slovenia in their second one as well, ten thirty on Wednesday. Um. In my opinion, I reckon the US, they didn't bring their strongest side, but it showed with their wins um, previously that they're obviously going to keep contending. They, obvi- they actually lost to Lithuania yesterday, so keep a watch out for them and also Slovenia. I reckon that's my watch list, those three. USA out as well. No, so they're still in, but they're still in. they lost to Lithuania in their final group stage oh, match, okay. but they were through, so yeah. yeah. Liam, have you got some T uh, twenty? Oh, okay. What were you um, going to say? <laughs> no, we'll go to the Gold Coast first, Sammy right, boy. Yep, so yep. Noah Anderson has won the Gold Coast Suns BNF. So he came first, Sam Collins second, and also Matt Rao, who had a really good season at number three. So we'll move our attention to cricket. So the Australian T20 side have comfortably beaten South Africa in Durban and won the series 3-1 which is a clean sweep. So South Africa batted first in the third T20, achieving five for 191. On a small ground, Donovan Ferreira, the pick, up, uh, the pick of the batsman, pardon me, getting 48 off 21 balls. Sam, uh, Sean Abbott getting four for 31 after being none for 28 in his first two overs. So his last two overs went four wickets and just two runs, which was quite an amazing turnaround. Australia won the game chasing 191 by five wickets. 
Travis said made 91 off 48 balls. Josh Inglis with 42 off 22. Marcus Stoinis, 33, uh, 37 not out of 21 balls. So the series was basically a B team versus B team. South Africa were missing Dukok, Rabada, Norkia, and also David Miller, and the Aussies were missing most of their uh, A side. So really good performance away from Australia, Sam. And just lastly, Jerry, the US Open. Yeah, lots to cover, lots of upsets. Um, we might start with um, Aussie Rinki Jakarta. He made the fourth round, first ever round of 16 appearance, but unfortunately knocked out by my favourite player, Francis Tiafo, 6-4, 6-1, 6-4. looking really strong. On the men's side, we've got Alex Dimonov, our Aussie number one, third team seed facing Daniil Medvedev, who's the 21 2021 champion tomorrow 6am so watch out for that Aussies you got Alcaraz still in the world number one Djokovic still in so there's a few places there and then with the women's world number one Iga Swiatek she's knocked out by um, Ostapenko who won the French Open in 2017 so she lost she won the first set 6-3 but unfortunately lost the next two sets 6-3 and 6-1 so the draw is completely open now um, Coco Goff also threw 6-3 over Wozniacki coming back, so 3-6, 6-1. My tip for that women's is Coco Goff to win her first Grand Slam, so any objections there? I reckon her home tournament, she should possibly win her first one. All right. Fantastic stuff. When we come back, we'll be talking about the round ball game. The Premier League will review the action across the weekend, as well as the AFLW in its first round, and then AFL finals... The first game, Thursday night. Can't wait to preview it. That's all coming up next on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. And I can't play anything. Oh, no. Well, then, in late-breaking news, <laughs> I should talk about the fact that CM Punk got fired from AEW this week, and we'd be here till 9pm if I was to explain in that? detail why. Uh, I'd be here till 9am to exp- nine a.m. tomorrow to explain how this properly happened. <laughs> what ha- CM Punk is a pro wrestler wrestling for AEW, oh, okay. and uh, he got fired over the weekend after being suspended for a backstage altercation <laughs> with the son of Luke, the late Luke Perry, Jack Perry, who is also a professional wrestler. Is that a staged incident? Yeah. No, Real life, real life. No, because it's not fake. Because he (laughs) legitimately got fired, and there was an actual independent review uh, conducted on the workplace because it put a few people, uh, a few people's safety at risk, and uh, it stems from years of backstage tensions. So there you go. Should he make (laughs) a comeback to the UFC? Yeah, let's not talk about that phase <laughs> right, of his career. Right, hey, no. got the song, Sam? Yes, everything is working now. So, look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult personality. It's Sam Manhennett, and he's got a great song. We're breaking down the AFL finals and the AFLW round one on the sports desk. Royal Blood on the sports desk. That's a brand new one from them, uh, from their Back to the Water Below album. Uh, First impressions? Pull Me Through. Um, well, hopefully a few more songs and no more breakdowns. because that. Oh. Uh, but it's time to get in the round ball game and we'll be talking now about the Premier League. And another good start for Angus Tottenham. Um, wow. They are really playing really exciting football and they won a big 5-2 game against Burnley on the weekend. Um Human son got a hat trick. Romero, Madison. So they're playing exciting football, Tottenham. It's taken a bit of the Ange effect, which we like to see. Um, 
because we've mentioned on this show before in previous their all their previous managers have been very defensive mindsets. Uh, I think in the game plan you can and it just shows the fruits of what can happen when you play um, attacking kind of football. So a massive start to them in their season. We'll go through the table shortly. Um, but uh, West Ham over Luton Town 2-1 at Luton's first home game. Um, so a bit of work has been completed at the stadium. Um, Sheffield United drew with Everton at 2-2. Man City defeated Fulham 5-1. A hat-trick uh, from Erling Haaland, of course. Uh, Chelsea went down to Nottingham Forest 1-0. They're in a bit of tatters, Chelsea. Um, Brentford drew with Bournemouth 2-2. Brighton defeated Newcastle 3-1. Massive upset win. And you were saying, Liam, um, 18-year-old Everson, Evan mm. Ferguson gets a hat-trick. Prodigy, isn't he? So already Man United are circling him. And they want at least 120 million euros, Brighton, wow. already. So Really? Sort of... For an 18-year-old, that, that is... Sort of what I don't like about soccer, you know, <laughs> a, smaller, a smaller club like Brighton, get a really nice young player, and then straight away a bigger club with more money want to snatch him up. I don't really like that, but um, good on Brighton. Yep. Um, also, Crystal Palace defeated Wolves 3-2. Uh, Liverpool defeated Aston Villa 3-0. Not a great showing from Villa at all. I, I think Liverpool, um, they've had a couple of quiet years and I think they're going to really come back up this year. So, um, But not the greatest performance from Aston Villa. They've probably started their season off pretty well as well. And then the last game finished overnight, Arsenal over Man United 3-1 with a couple of thrilling late goals uh, from Declan Rice, his first for the club, and Jesus, his first ever against Man United. Uh, Odegaard early on in the ninth and Marcus Rashford just before that scoring the first goal of the game. So big up to uh, the Arsenal for that one. <laughs> yeah, Man United hit the front in the 87th minute, didn't they? And was overturned uh, VAR, by yes. yeah, VAR. So oh, two late stoppage goals from Arsenal uh, snatched the win. So it really could have went both ways. So the table after the first four weeks of the competition, Man City sit on top on 12 points. Tottenham move up in second. Liverpool in third. West Ham in fourth. Arsenal fifth. Brighton sixth. Crystal Palace seventh. Uh, Brentford eighth. Forest then Villa. United, Chelsea, Fulham, Newcastle, Wolves, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, sorry, Sheffield United, and then the last three, Everton at Luton Town, Burnley. Ooh, Everton in the last three already. <laughs> Flashbacks to last season's Yeah, well, we should have stayed That's very early on. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Jerry. Oh. I, I forget this every time we bring it up that they're not there. Well, we hope they're doing well, Leicester in. <laughs> we're four and one at the moment. So four and one. Hopefully we're back. We lost to Hull City yesterday, though. <laughs> A uh, couple of A-League uh, announcements. As we mentioned uh, on Friday, this week the Socceroos will play a friendly against uh, Mexico at AT&T Stadium in Texas, uh, which will be interesting. They put the squad out for that. And a few A-League announcements as well. Um, uh, Jamie McLaren has been announced as Melbourne City captain, which is very exciting. Um, and then they're just looking here... Western Sydney Wanderers just today signed uh, Women's Champions League winner um, Vicky Bruce for the upcoming Liberty A-League season. So exciting for that when, when that kicks off as well um, in, well, next month, October. 
So it's going to be exciting when the round ball football hits the world. Uh, but uh, now it's time to talk about the AFLW and round one and the thrilling first week of footy. Uh, big crowds all around, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think we're going to see a bit more of an uptake uh, fan attendance this year and just the way they run. Uh, and I think I think the grounds that they're selecting for the games, a bit of community feel is is really good. Uh, I think it's a different vibe than you get at uh, a men's game, and I, I think it's uh, really good, exciting. So massive first week. We'll go through the results. Uh, it started off on Friday night. Melbourne won by 42 points. Uh, Collingwood not, did not come out after half time. Uh, on Saturday, it was a thrilling game. Uh, Carlton won by two points against the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, a late comeback from the Suns, who uh, I think Carlton just let them let the door open. They kicked four or five in the the last quarter. It was a bit of a tight one, um, but they got it done. I think uh, Darcy Vessio has broken the record for most goals scored at a one venue. I think it is. Uh, so congrats. And that number is uh, thirty. Oh, that's wow! So, yes, superstar. Uh, Saturday, it was uh, Adelaide by 30 points over Port Adelaide in the showdown. Geelong absolutely walloped uh, the Western Bulldogs by 48 points, 65 to 17. Uh, Also in the evening, uh, it was Hawthorne, 30, um, went down to Essendon by 19 points, Jason. So the Bombers get a win. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Like Lusser. North of Melbourne won by 40 points over the Saints at Arden Street. That's finished its redevelopments, Arden Street. Oh, it's in Hobart, so it's in Tassie. Yep. It's in Tassie. We we play next week, so we should go down next Sunday. No, it was in Tassie, right? What? The game was in Tassie. It was in Tassie. Oh, wow. I apologise. That is a blooper reel. Sports But I'm saying they have finished Arden Street, so they will play there Also, delayed reactions. I've just realised... Essendon beat Hawthorne. They in round one. They did that in the men's in round one as well. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Parity. What a yeah. wonderful thing. Continue. Continue. Richmond won by six points uh, over the Brisbane Lions on Sunday. And then uh, Sydney Swans recorded their first ever AFLW win by five points over the Giants. Um, and then the last game, it was a lot, lot of derbies in the first. So the, the Battle of the Bridge. Well, it's their way to probably get yes. the attendance up for the yep. first week. Uh, the derby, the Western derby, derby, sorry, uh, went to Frio this time around. Eight points, uh, 4-3-27 to 2 seven nineteen. So an exciting first week. Um, Geelong sit on the, the top of the ladder, North Melbourne second after week one. Melbourne, Adelaide, Essendon, Frio, Richmond and Sydney fill out the top eight for now. But it, very exciting. Now, I was privileged enough to be standing in the, the guard of honour as the Blues run out. And it was it's very, very exciting. It's the first time I've ever done that. Stand on the ground when the team runs out with the song playing. Very exciting. I was this close to running through the banner myself. <laughs> I was so hard <laughs> up. Awesome. Very exciting. Um, oh, but it was a good vibe on Saturday because there were a lot of people who came around for Carlton's open training in the morning and then stayed around uh, for the game, which was very exciting. But any standouts for you from the AFLW's first weekend? Um, well, North's had a few great recruits. So Kate Sherlock came across from St Kilda. I think she won their best in Paris last year. Keep the goal, played really well in the forward line. And also... Um, Alice O'Loughlin in the forward line having a, you know, great start as well, kicking a goal. So just watch this space here for both of them in the forward line. 
Yeah, Richmond seemed like a really good running team and they beat Premiership Fancies Brisbane. So Monique Conti, a standout, kicking one goal and 26 disposals. Courtney Hodder from Brisbane, a small forward. I loved the way she played. She was really clean, below the ground and has great pace. So look out for her. And also Caitlin Greiser, former Saints player, nicknamed the G-Train for a reason. She's gone to Richmond and she played pretty well too. So Richmond could be a real smoky this year. Yeah, exciting. So it's going to be exciting over the next couple of weeks. So get down, um, Icon Park. Oh wow, it just—it's good. I, I love these smaller grounds for this um, really good vibe and atmosphere. When we come back, AFL finals, the first game, Collingwood and Melbourne, the qualifying final. Uh, we will break that down. It, it's going to be exciting week of build up, um, and that's all up next on the sports desk. Of course, now the. Grand finalists performing uh, before the grand final, KISS, and this is Detroit Rock City. September has arrived. Are you ready for the 2023 AFL Final Series? Right here, live on the Sports Desk. And it's an exciting time. The first week is this week, and it kicks off on Thursday night with Collingwood and Melbourne in the first qualifying final for a prelim spot. A big spot up for grabs. Where do we start? We're going to have three games at the MCG this weekend for the first weekend and then one up at Le Guabatoire. I don't know why I said like that, but yes. Well, because they butcher opposition there, the Lions, don't they? He said it in the opener, but it must be emphasised. Ah, you ready? Wow, that's, that's really killed the mood. <laughs> Collingwood, Melbourne. Uh, it is a, ga- a big game. I, I feel like, and we've had the break now, so, I mean, you can take form into it, but I think you've got to take it with a certain degree of salt the other way that they've had the week to rest up. Some teams getting players back. A bit of a reset. Uh, so, But my only thoughts leading into the, this one were I think... Collingwood probably didn't have the last couple of weeks that they wanted to finish out the season, Um, whereas opposite side, I feel like Melbourne has started to really hit their kind of straps towards the end. Um, And having Fritch come into the team and kick five in the last game... Uh, is very lifting, and if he can play well in the final as well, we, which we know he's played. He's got a good kicked, track record. Kicked a couple in the uh, game in the Bulldogs grand final. I think a couple he kicked of years six ago. that day. Wow. Was he five or six? So definitely a very contentious one. And then, of course, the injury crisis for Collingwood uh, late on. Will we see Jamie Elliott this early? Uh, if he's going to be right to come back? Um, will the, te- the teams, I think, must come out tomorrow? Don't uh, so, wouldn't it be Wednesday night? So he's not out? It'd be the night before. Oh, so the big man, yes, big man Dacos is out, so he uh, probably can't return to the second week of finals. So we're still not at world peace yet. That's a shame. Peace? I don't know about that, <laughs> mate. That? I want him <laughs> out straight set, so I don't know oh, who's yeah. peace. I'm feeling this. All right, so, Jerry, what's your thoughts? We'll, we'll go through... Um, What's your feeling on this game and maybe Collingwood and Melbourne just individually well, as well? Well, we're be selling footy records there, so that'll oh, be pretty wow. exciting. Um, well, Getting I reckon it'll it. be a very close game, like probably two to three goals. Last time during um, Queen's birthday, Melbourne, you know, beat them by like less than a goal, I think it was. So I reckon if Melbourne get the, you know, starting blocks right, 
they could be a big chance with Dacor still out. Well, not only that, on the King's birthday game, Jerry, uh, it was oh, a low-scoring game as well. Mm. So uh, defensively, Melbourne were completely in sync and they locked that ball out of the Collingwood forward line. They did attempt that surge. They got within a kick because of a couple of late goals, as they normally do, comeback Kings and all. Uh, I reckon it's going to be tough. This is one of the tougher ones. I'll go Collingwood personally. Because I truly do believe they're unstoppable, even yes, with you've the said few this all year. Oh yeah, all year. <laughs> and I certainly right. Uh, we've actually got uh, one of our sports desk alumni in the studio. He's decided he wanted to come in and heckle us. We'll name him shortly. Um, yeah, last year I was saying they would make the prelim, and there was nothing you could do to change my mind, and they ended up making the prelim. Yeah. Collingwood for me, Melbourne will be a tight contest, Liam. Yeah, it should be a great game. Melbourne are the number one team in the competition for defending ball movement. So last time they played, they won, and they flooded the corridor, forcing the pies wide. So, And they're also the second-best contested possessions team in the comp. So that's probably a weak uh, side of Collingwood's game if they are to lose that. So I still think Collingwood, I'm with Jason on this, but... With Melbourne scoring woes and their strange forward structure, Jake Melksham out with an ACL, it's not going to help. And Bailey Fritch, I don't think, will kick five every game. No, probably probably not, but we'll see. Uh, round 13, of course, was the last time these two opponents played each other. It was a four-point win uh, to Melbourne that day, 8-18-66-9-8-62. So um, mid-season, uh, and I think... Um, well, Mel, I, th- I think, yeah, but both teams by that point were in the top four contention already. They were both riding solidified, yeah. Mm. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a very, very big clash. Uh, I feel, I don't know, it's very hard to say because this year it's, uh, and it's changed every year. It's got closer every year, but this has to be the closest final series I've ever seen. It's so open. It is so open and it can go so many different ways. Um, but I just think maybe Melbourne might just send a shockwave through the Pies. Uh, big thing, though, for Pies, though, is that they've got the home crowd advantage. We know their magpie army is going to be chanting <laughs> and loud. That will help them home. But uh, Jeez, yeah. I'm going to say Melbourne, which is probably against most people. So two for two, I think. Yeah. Jerry? Well, what about the main man, Michael? Let's oh, yes, of in. course. Alumni. Sports desk alumni, Michael Sapel is in the studio. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Absolutely loving the show, loving the rubber chooks as well on the table. <laughs> and what about, I don't know if Jason's thrown to it yet, but the 1966 oh, yeah. grand final records yeah, in the house, and I'm sure there, yeah. we're going to be using that to preview the St Kilda game very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> we might even be... Can, they, can they go all the way? If, if Collingwood are going to be winning this game, they listen, might meet him listen, in the grand this final. This record was appreciated when I brought it into the studio last year, but now that we have Liam here, who is an actual Saints fan, I think it would be, it would be uh, truly appreciated if he at least got to see uh, the the remnants of uh, St Kilda's premiership. <laughs> so, Michael, your Hopefully. thoughts on the game? Yeah, my thoughts on the game. Uh, as you guys mentioned, it was a it was a really low scoring clash uh, earlier in the season, and I thought Melbourne looked the sharpest they've been for a very long time in that game because I think going into that game they were a little bit shaky, but they certainly got their mojo back then. And uh, I, look, I doubt the Pies are going to be kept to that score this time round. But in saying that, I am actually going to tip the Ds for this one. I oh. think they. I think they've I think they've got what it takes and look. it's it's weird I've said this for a couple of shows out the they've been up there but no one's really been confident in them mm. I, I feel like there there's 
just been a misdirection with their forward line, and we've we've spoken about that during the year. But they've managed to secure a top four spot, and now, I mean, it helps previous experience as well. Um, only winning back up the second year, sometimes teams seem to slide back up mm. after winning one. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So three v two, okay. Yeah. Are they going to resort to the Petrarca experiment like they did at half forward earlier in the year? Is that as their kind of their secret weapon to get some more forward pressure if their forward line is lacking? Uh, I mean, potentially he's done pretty well. He scored. I, I'm sure he's in their top scorers for the year as well. Must be. Mm. Yeah, right um, up there. And obviously so, all Australian too, so you know yep. he's in he's in absolutely ripper form. And Jerry, good luck. I mean, you're going to be selling records to some very feral <laughs> supporters. So uh, do be careful, so young man. Thursday night, three <laughs> days, one hour and thirty nine minutes to go to the <laughs> AFL twenty three final series kicks off uh, with the Pies and the Demons. Um, ninety ninety four thousand, they are saying. So, wow, it's going to be late. And all the games, I think they're expecting for the Saints game on Saturday about 60, about over 90 for the Blues game as well. So it's going to be very, very exciting. So we'll preview the rest of the games on Friday and we'll take a look at the, well, the amazing results uh, as we review the game on Friday uh, evening. But uh, also to come up this week, Carlton v Sydney 750 MCG. Um, the Saints v St Kilda. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I'm having a mess. Saints, Saints win, I think. The Saints v the GWS Giants 320 MCG uh, Saturday. And then Saturday night, Brisbane Lions v the Port Adelaide at the Gabba, 7.25 p.m. My gosh, am I excited for that one. That is going to be electrifying. Yeah, it's going to uh, be a big weekend of footy. Can't wait <laughs> to And good. there's two of us in here that have got to live through the emotions over the next couple of weeks too, yeah. so that's going to be exciting. Also got a big announcement today. When we confirm it, we are doing a special grand finals sports desk uh, uh, show live from a venue that you'll be able to come down to and then it'll play on the Friday before the grand final and then the Saturday as well. So you'll be able to hear it. A massive, massive time to be a Sports Desk listener. All right, when we come back, we'll close out with a footy finals quiz. Uh, that's Oy. the Sports Desk in your Monday evening on Sin. City Calm Down on the Sports Desk in your Monday evening. Sense of self. And then before that, we had uh, the... Uh, Lovely Eskimo Joe, Black Fingernails, Red Wine. And then thinking about it, they played a grand final a couple of years ago, Eskimo Joe. 2021 Perth, Optus Stadium. And because uh, we mentioned Kiss today, I thought what a good discussion point could be, if you could have your own dream grand final artist, who would it be? Jerry, we'll start off with you. Oh, I didn't listen to a bit of hip-hop rap, so J. Cole is who oh. I'd like to have. It wouldn't brother. be allowed, but I don't think. Okay. Liam? <laughs> I'd say Calvin Harris. Let's put some bangers on early, set the tone. <laughs> a DJ. Yep, we'll get, we'll get right. a DJ. I, I just feel like you need a band, though, for, for a, a, a final. <laughs> Nothing but a bit of rock and roll. Michael? Well, I'm seeing them next year, Blink-182. I'd love to see them in a grand final. <laughs> I, I don't know whether they're going to put away the cheeky songs or not, but it would be <laughs> great for a granny. And Jace? Hello, I've waited it for you. Just tell me, that's it. How do you not know the lyrics to Everlong, Sam? No, I do, but I just did want you to sing them. (laughs) (laughs) Not that way. Foo Fighters, no, Foo Fighters would be absolutely massive. Uh, And then uh, for me, Liam Gallagher. 
Oh, <laughs> just, just rock and roll. You the energy he brings. I'm oh. rock and roll. I don't star. think he sounds like that, Jason. Yeah, no, I'm doing my Gallagher impression. <laughs> That's a bit hot. Liam Gallagher, Gallagher, mate. Yeah, He's fair enough. Yeah. All right, while you're here, Michael, we'll talk quickly. A launch of the RMIT Redbacks podcast, uh, which is going to be massive for RMIT Sport. Absolutely massive. And I know Sin are a massive supporter of RMIT Sport. Uh, at RMIT Sport is our social. Um, yeah, big shout out to Sin Productions for putting this one on. And yeah, it'll be through Spotify. Um, Redbacks Pod is the name of it. And you'll be able to catch up with all of the superstar RMIT athletes from our world. We're interviewing lacrosse players tomorrow, tennis players, and also eSport athletes as well. So um, hope to get some of our amazing presenters that are from the sports desk on the show as well. And uh, yeah, give it a listen on Spotify. Well, okay. If you need a chakra on a, um, feel free to... Yeah. Yes, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, yes, Jerry. Got some great adventures for us. The other footy code too uh, finished this week as well into their final series. Uh, we don't really talk about NRL that much, mm. uh, but the Broncos will play the Storm in their first final. Sharks and Roosters, Panthers, Warriors... Knights and Raiders. But since it is a footy final, it is Mondays. It is time now for our famous Minute Mondays quiz. The pressure's on. And now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the sports desk. Minute Mondays. Famous or infamous? What are we going to go with? I think infamous is better, probably. Okay. It's going to be... Uh, we've got Michael in the studio, so what we're actually going to do is we're going to delegate him scorekeeper because I've lost count on a few of them because of the pressure of this. What I've got here, I've got... We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and I've got some spare AFL general knowledge questions, and I've also got some elimination final trivia, if anybody's interested in breaking some of that down. Wow. So, again, we're going to... And also, I'm also tempted, Michael, and we'll get your opinion on this, after the siren goes, I've got a triple point question that I'm going to deliver, Ooh, good. which is going to result. And if someone answers this correctly, they can win upwards of three points. What do we say about that after the siren? It's good. Awesome. Yeah, bring it on. All right. Okay. So, again, we'll start off with some scrappy um, AFL general knowledge questions, and then we're going to go straight into elimination finals moments. Are you ready? Test your buzzers. Sam. Liam. Jerry. They say it with their names. Michael, you ready, scorekeeper? Yo. Okay. Your time starts now. How many times in their club history have St Kilda been grand Jerry. final runners-up, Jerry? Three. Six. Oh, Channel 10's AFL coverages in the 2000s included a fourth quarter five-minute what? Sam. Sam. Um, fourth minute quarter. Jerry. Oh, Liam. Warning, warning, warning. Oh. I'll pay it to Sam. Buddy Franklin clutch seventh goal in the 07 elimination Jerry. final. Let Jerry. Uh, against Adelaide. Correct. Who kicked the winning goal for Brisbane's 2022 elimination final Sam. win? Sam. Uh, Charlie Cameron? Joe Danaher. Oh, no. GWS defeated who in the year 2019? Liam. Liam. Collingwood. Western Bulldogs. Melbourne defeated St Kilda in a 2006 elimination final. What spot on the ladder did they D's finish? Jerry. Jerry. Sixth. Seventh. True or false? West Coast versus Port Adelaide, 2007 elimination final. Uh, Went to extra time, yes. Ben Cousins' last oh, game is no. evil. True. No. What, uh, you said true, though, didn't you? I'll keep going. That's yes. true. What elimination final is famously known as Frank the Tank? Sam. Liam. Sam. The 2014. Uh, North and... Yeah, we'll pay that. I gave him that. No, 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 I was getting it. That was ridiculous. Scorekeeper, would you like to uh, settle this debate? I believe if you were giving a point the one before it, I think Sam's two. Okay. And Jerry won, Liam Zilch. (laughs) All right, we're going to go after the siren. (laughs) All right. We're going to ask this question, and if they can answer this correctly, they could win upwards of three points for the win. 
AFL children's character Specky McGee famously <laughs> supports five AFL teams. Oh, name oh, three. No. Sam. Sam. I'm going to say one is Melbourne. Second club. Uh, second club could be Collingwood. And your third club? Um, Essendon. Melbourne is incorrect. Oh, no. Collingwood is correct. Okay. And Essendon is correct. Two points to Sam Manhattan, yes. Michael, and that is the quiz. I think that is also Sam's first victory on Minute Monday's Jerry. The All undefeated right. streak oh. ends. <laughs> That's good. Um, very good. So do, do we still have a leaderboard? We do have a leaderboard. I will update that next week. Oh, please don't. Be sure to... Ju- <laughs> Oh, well, Liam, you can't miss that. Liam's just trundling along oh, okay. He's able to score some points, just not able to accumulate them too much. If you're interested, by the way, the other clubs were West Coast Eagles, Brisbane Lions, and Sydney. Uh, so, yeah, Essendon and Essendon Collingwood as well, as Sam correctly pointed out. Uh, I think I wasn't quite sure how this one went. Uh, West Coast versus Port was Ben Cousins' last game as an Eagle, but I think Sam did answer true as well. So I think we'll also pay that a point retroactively as well. Because <laughs> Look at me like that. <laughs> so, there you go. Well done, Sam. Oh, he's uh, gone the applause. Uh, he hasn't done that with anyone else on uh, this uh, quiz. We've had a bit of extra time today, so... Uh... <laughs> but also, actually, I think I should also fact-check as well. It was Collingwood and West Coast that went to extra time in that final series, so I believe. I'd be... I'd I'd be really happy if we saw, I mean, hopefully it's not Carlton, but I want to see an extra time in the finals. It's, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. Luke Shuey, yeah. So the last time it happened, yeah. Yeah, true. That was, a, that was really, an incredible I, moment. I honestly hope, I hope we get a good uh, sense of games and tight games this year and, and then hopefully a close grand final for that matter too. Actually, I might as well ask you here, Michael, what are your further predictions? Because we had a prediction. Who are the two finalists and who's going to win? Yeah, I've been hearing it a lot. I don't necessarily believe it's going to happen, but Collingwood Brisbane's the one I've heard the most. Yep. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, Melbourne Collingwood again, potentially. All right, and then your winner? Uh, I think Melbourne. All right. Well, that's where we're going to finish things. Join us back on Friday from 5pm as we go through the rest of the first week of finals. Massive time in Melbourne. We love September. And don't be anywhere else other than the sports desk this month. Uh, Catch the podcast and catch us on social media. We'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Sam and Hennett, of course, joined by Jerry and G, Liam Cole, Jason Evans, and former back, Mr. Michael Sapel. That's right, and I'm predicting to get Harley Reid in the draft. Let's go. (laughs) 